Hello everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Hello, my loves. Welcome back for another episode of Heart's Happiness. Today, I'm completing my relationship series that I've been doing this month which has been around our families and our romantic relationships. And today I'm sharing one of my favorite strategies that I share in my courses called Rupture and Repair, um, which is all about how we are emotionally mature in our relationships and actually try to repair when damage has happened. This is often what we haven't seen growing up, so we don't even know how to do it. So I wanted to share my approach with you that I do with Simon um, and that I teach my clients as well. I teach it in like my Take Back Your Power course in more detail and I also teach it in my new course, Supercharge Your Self-Worth, which we are starting next week. So this is the course for you if you're further along in your healing journey, you've got your tools, you know how to regulate your nervous system, You've done a lot of work on yourself, but you're struggling to manifest the changes in your life that you want to see, like more money, a business, a partner. And the reason being is that you just, whenever you try to take action, the fear really holds you back. So this is quite a deep transformational course where we kind of go deep into those childhood wounds that are doing the block. So it's very deep inner child work and I give like tapping scripts and stuff like that so if you're interested book a call in with me for February 27th 2023 course if you're listening to this afterwards get in touch with me via email and I'll let you know uh, like how that course is being run now I I absolutely love this new one it's it's fabulous but I go more into this as well um, about the rupture and repair but I just wanted to share it with you because I think it's um something that you is simple and you are not probably aware of what your current strategy is when it comes to repairing your relationships. So let's talk about how relationships problems were dealt with in your family home. So let me go back into my family home like I love to do. My poor mum and dad, I mean, like I talk about them a lot and I feel really bad about it sometimes, but not that bad because I'm going to carry on doing it because, you know, I chose them as my parents, apparently, my soul did. So they're helping me fulfill my purpose by using them as examples. Right, anyway, so let's say my mum and dad, they get upset, they get angry, and then with each other, my mum stops talking to my dad, and my dad just gets angry. And then, um, basically, my mum will give him silent treatment for, like, long enough, and then she'll forgive him. But nothing's ever said, nothing's ever resolved. They don't sort anything out between them. And what happens is they just kind of um, hold on to the resentment with each other. I'm saying this like present tense, but that's what they were like. So like 
my dad would be like, your mum's always like that. She's never going to change. This is who she is. And he would like, because there was no repair, right? And my mum would just hate him a little bit more, <laughs> basically, because she's angry with him for the way he is, but she's not actually telling him what's wrong. And he never has to change because she's not being explicit. And sometimes she was and he didn't listen. But that's a different thing that I'll talk about in a moment. But then there was no attempt to repair. There was no attempt to communicate. There was nothing that either person was doing to um, solve the problem between them. Like, it was like, I'm the winner in the argument or you're the winner in the argument. And I think what's really sad is we forget that actually both people lose in the argument if if you're trying to get a winner. Like, that's not what we should be doing in, like, relationships. It's not about winning or losing because the thing that's losing is the relationship, the relationship is getting ruined um, in between. That's what's happening when there's no repair. So it's not about winning or losing. That's actually really immature. And it's about not taking any accountability or any responsibility for the dynamic between you and looking at sorting that out together because actually that's what gets damaged. It's both of you. So I and all of us, we will unconsciously watch our parents and how they're dealing with conflict and um, anger and disagreements and not wanting the same things and maybe wanting different things in their lives in a marriage and we we look at that like as children and then we end up copying it right just so unconsciously and I I noticed this when I first got together with with Simon and when we were living together and we still live together but we first started living together and I'd be upset with him because he wouldn't be doing something, say, around the house. And I felt like it was all on me. And I would just be, like, I find it so funny now. I'd be, like, stomping around the kitchen, you know, like, just, like, banging plates and just being really, like, seething inside, like, that he doesn't care and, like, everything's down to me. And I'd just be so angry about it. And this is exactly what my mum was like when she was upset with my dad. She would be the same. She'd be, and that's where I got it from, obviously. And that's how I felt like I had to respond to this in a really powerless way. And Simon, bless him, gets really triggered by silent treatment as well. So he would be like, what's up with you? Like, there's something wrong with you. And I'd still be passive aggressive and pretending I was fine. And I'm like, it's just ridiculous. I was really immature. Um... And I continue to do work on myself and I realised that how unhealthy that actually is. So I started to learn about healthy communication and what we're actually supposed to do in this scenario. So first of all, step one, it's all about you. So it's about regulating your emotions, finding the tools that work for you to help you to find that balance within first so as soon as you notice that you're triggered by the other person, you need to go take care of you. It's not about the other person fixing you or taking care of your nervous system or calming you down or whatever. It's about you taking care of you. So let's say I'm in the same situation now. Like if I was annoyed with him about something and funnily enough, he does more in the kitchen than I do at the moment. Um, I would just notice that I'm feeling angry. And then I would be like, okay, what's going on? Like, I'm feeling angry. What's going on in my body? Where am I feeling that anger? Okay, I'm feeling that anger in, like, on my chest. And what is it? What What is it? Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Like, what's going on with me? 
And nine times out of ten, when I'm annoyed with him about something like the kitchen, it's actually because I'm really tired. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually really tired and I'm feeling really dehydrated. And this isn't actually not anything to do with him. And I need to just go and take care of me. So that's that would be just me sorting myself out and there wouldn't be any kind of repair. But let's say it was the situation where as humans, you know, we still slip up and go into our programming, even when we're in, in a healing journey, where maybe I'm, you know, upset with him about something. Like I've convinced myself it's a real thing. And I haven't done the regulation piece and checked in with myself. And then afterwards, I've noticed that actually I behaved quite poorly and that I was taking out like maybe my work onto him or my busy day onto him or whatever. So I would then that's a situation where, you know, our relationship has got hurt a little bit because of me and my trigger. So um, I'm making myself sound really terrible. I'm obviously a very lovely wife, but I would go to him. Again, it would be, I regulate after the fact. So I calm myself down. I see what's going on. And then going to him, look, I'm really sorry. I think that I was actually really tired when I spoke to you like that or when I ignored you or when I was giving you silent treatment, that was not acceptable and I'm really gonna work on that. So that would be like kind of how I would repair if it was like my fault. And what about a situation where, you know, your partner is has done something that's upset you, like like genuinely? And I can't think of an example right now, but um, I know that it has come up for us. But what we would do again is we'd both regulate ourselves separately and then come back together to have a conversation, which is like, I felt like this when you said this and he says he would say the same. And then what we often find is actually there isn't really a problem and there, there might be other things going on or maybe it's like, um, you know, he's upset with something and I haven't seen it like that. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I just, I've been busy and I, I didn't mean to see it like that. Like he gets really annoyed with me. Like if I'm working in our time or if I'm on my phone checking like work stuff, he gets really upset with me. And then, and he's actually said that to me a number of times and I keep doing it. Um, So, you know, that's something that I'm trying to work on. But I do like, will apologize and tell him that I love him and that, you know, it's something that I'm working on and I'm like, I'm sorry and stuff like that. So that that's kind of like, because we both want to repair and we both know that we need to regulate separately and come together. So Simon isn't so into self-development as me, but I think we've got like a good system in how we deal with uh, arguments or we deal with our upsets. Um, like we have a kind of a good system in that respect sometimes because he can be really passive aggressive I think we both can be like when we're not happy because we're not like fighters um so there's a lot of silence and stomping around but we will kind of just go look I think there's something else going on here so like do you want to calm down and then we can talk about it um and then try and have a little conversation about it but that's because like we're, we're two people that are um you know aware, self-aware and able to do that. But I was speaking to one of my clients the other day and I was so proud of them because he's had a, quite a difficult relationship with his dad since he was little. And his dad can be somebody that has like a big temper and can go into like fight mode and stuff like that. So he's never felt particularly safe because he's been working on himself so much. 
he can notice like when like you know other people are dysregulated so he noticed from doing our work with work with me he noticed that his dad was dysregulated and he just held space for him to speak and he know he could hear that there was just this like little boy in him and he didn't feel offended or anything by what he was saying and he just sort of held space he got it out of his system and then they were able to repair it was look dad I'm, I'm sorry that you feel that way but it's kind of like this um, and you know, and the dad started to talk about how he feels and that he actually maybe needs some help. And it was like a really healing conversation because when we're not like trying to win an argument or blame or shame the other person, but we're actually collaborating together to have peace and harmony, it can be it can be really powerful. And that shows how important it is for you to do the work and for you to be regulated because then you can show other people what that is like and what that feels like. And then they could they like follow your lead, and it can be really like healing in relationships as well. And this is the same thing for family relationships and parent relationships, right? Like, so I've come a long way with my mum, but there will still be times where she will upset me, or trigger me, or I'll upset her and trigger her or whatever. And always even though like my old pattern would be to rush and to fix it and to make it better because I'd be worried that she like wouldn't be talking to me or whatever but um I will just like hang back back take care of me and then go to her and say look I'm sorry that you've been feeling that way or whatever but it's not okay like for you to take that out on me or if that's what I need to say like I'm that's my boundary and but I'm sorry and you know like like we can do this or we can do that but like this isn't okay so communicating what the boundaries are and what you need is really important rather than expecting somebody to um like rejoin and also like with our parents who have got their own traumas and could be quite emotionally immature they may react like a child but being like focusing on being regulated and healthy yourself so that you can be balanced when they're doing that and not actually go down with them because you're going down with them into like blaming and shaming and fighting and going into survival mode when we don't need to fight and go into survival mode with the relationships we want to repair and we want to nurture right we don't want to do that we want to we want to have a conversation we want it to be healthy we want it to be balanced so the way that we do that is make sure that we are too because then we can see it and we can look at them and be like oh my god all of this stuff they think is my fault is actually not my fault it's actually their fault not their fault it's actually there something going in within them so it's just really interesting like when you just do that work and you regulate yourself and you slow down and you watch and then you watch the other person it, you can sort of really see what's going on with them and if this all sounds like, what is she talking about? I do go into this more in my courses, like what your family survival behavior is like, because that's what you start to see when somebody is triggered in these moments. You're like, oh, they're in their survival pattern. That's what's happening. Like, what is it that they, like, what is going on? This is actually not about me. So we don't go into our fixing and our caretaking and all the other dysfunctional ways that we're trying to take care of the relationship. We're hanging back and we're taking care of ourselves. And then we're communicating what our needs are, what our boundaries are and how we feel about things. And maybe like suggestions and strategies of how we could move forwards. Like we do it from that 
very adult place and not like two children like can you think this even happens at work right like one person's really agitated and they take it out on the other person and then everybody acts like a teenager or a child whereas if everybody just regulated themselves and then came back and tried to talk through the situation with their logical conscious mind it would be a really different conversation but then you've got the people that don't want to repair and they want to blame and shame you and they don't want to like move out of this and I've had that too where I've chosen not to have the repair conversation and not to work on it because I just didn't feel safe enough in the relationship and it just wasn't good for me. And that's what I chose and that was what was best for me, um, which wasn't like maybe the nicest for the other person, but that's just what I had to do to take care of myself. So you can also choose not to repair if that's what you want, but just do it from a place where you're regulated and you've taken care of yourself and you think about actually... I. I don't want to actually fix this. I don't want to like tell this person how they're making me feel. Um, because actually I don't think that person based on all this other evidence is going to be listening to me. And I actually don't want to do that right now. It doesn't feel safe. Like you can make those decisions as well, but just making it from a regulated emotional space rather than, um, you know, out of fear or whatever. So that's something that, I've chosen to do it in certain situations and to be honest you know I do I don't like conflict so I'd like to avoid conflict at all costs so sometimes now that I'm trying to do this more and speak more about what I want and what I need and my boundaries and things like that that I am you know not just avoiding something by going actually I just want I just can't bother with that one I'll just leave it as it is so that's definitely something I'm working on because like with Simon I feel very safe and I can talk to him about it but in some of my other relationships, it's not because I'm unsafe. It's just because I haven't done it with them yet. And I just need to practice it is all. And um, and it sort of makes me feel a bit more scared. But I can, again, I've got the tools to be able to calm that response within my body. So it's really interesting because when I was um, doing the Unbreakable event, I had so many questions about relationships because relationships really are something that really triggers people because of the other person and their stuff and not wanting to upset them. There's such great power knowing that if someone's upset or angry or they're upset with you or they're not speaking to you or whatever, that it's actually not because there's something wrong with you. There's It's just their emotional stuff. They're just projecting it in your direction. And you get to decide if you put a boundary in. You get to decide if you want to repair the relationship. You get to decide if you're just going to ignore that and actually like protect yourself like emotionally about it, like just whatever. And that's how we kind of get that power back, you know, from the people that really press our buttons. And also knowing who in our life feels good and who feels like the good relationships and who doesn't feel so good and who feels more draining and what can we do to repair those relationships or do we need to sort of step away from them a little bit? And, you know, with the older generation who are maybe not doing the healing work, it's like sometimes it can be like they're, they're like teenagers or they're like children and it can be frustrating because you want them to change them or fix them but it's their choice right it's their life and it's hard for them to be able to do this they're like a lot older or or whatever or maybe you're older and you're like well I'm older what you know why can't other people do it but the thing is it's everybody's choice right like we get to choose to heal or we get to choose to stay as we are um, I choose to heal because my life is one billion times better 
and because I get to explore what healthy is and have a really different kind of life as a result. And by learning these tools and these strategies like rupture and repair, I will be able to model to our children, who I know are not here yet, but they're going to be in for a ride, um, to, like what, what healthy is. Like, I never saw that. Like, they'll be able to see, like, mum and dad can be annoyed with each other and be disagree disagreeing with each other. They could be on different pages. Like, me and Simon are on different pages about things. We don't always agree on everything, but sometimes we'll just say, look, I love you, but I don't agree with that. I love you, but... We're going to agree to disagree. And it's not like a big argument. And it's not like this person's trying to persuade the other person to have their thoughts or their beliefs. It's like, you're entitled to your thoughts and I'm entitled to my thoughts. You're entitled to your beliefs and I'm entitled to my beliefs. Right? Like, even things like um, holidays or, you know, things, choices that we have to make. Like, I was single for such a long time, so I find it really hard to, you know, collaborate with someone for things like that. And I think I can take over sometimes. And I can see that he's got upset. And I'm like, oh, shit. That was me, like, going into, like, my own independent thing. And actually, this is something that we should be doing together or whatever. And I, I go back and go, look, I'm really sorry about that. Look, I know I did that. And I'll work on that a little bit and apologise. And um, it just makes for a much more enjoyable relationship. And it feels like a partnership. And it doesn't feel like you're having a war with each other. And you can have that with other people as well. Like, your other family members and your other relatives if they want to do it too right because they'll be the people that you'll be like well I wasn't very happy when this happened and this is how I felt and then they just like spiral and become like children you know because they're not ready to do like this kind of work and go into the relationship and it doesn't feel safe for them etc etc so no matter how much of an adult you're being or how regulated you're being they're just not playing ball and I have lots of people in my life like that too and so therefore I just choose to not put my energy into the repair because it's just for me it just doesn't feel worth it like there's not a big reason why um so it's up to you to make those calls guys um but do it and if you're like a recovering people pleaser fixer carer this is gonna feel really scary it's gonna feel scary expressing your needs it's gonna be a feel scary expressing your truth or like I was speaking to someone today about her boss and you know like just the work environment being really toxic and it's only the managers that can can solve it and she's like giving her feedback and she's been really trying to like express her truth but it's she's still feeling a little bit powerless and I'm like well you know set your boundary like at the end of the day I've got to think about my mental and emotional well-being and if the work environment doesn't improve then I'm gonna to have to look at different options and I don't want to do that but this isn't good for me. So I'm asking you as my boss to work on that. And if that isn't, then that's what I'm going to have to do. And that is a healthy adult conversation. She's not trying to blame or shame or like have a go at the boss or whatever. But she's just saying, and not like um, give an ultimatum, even though it might feel like that. But just honestly, I don't need to take this. This isn't good for me. That is like an empowering boundary right there coming from a regulated place so that's what we were talking about because it's just so scary to do that but again you've got to go back to what tools do what tools work for you is it tapping is it breathing is it dancing is it um hitting the wall <laughs> is it what is it that gets you back 
into feeling safe, back into your conscious mind, back feeling like an adult. What is that? Find the things that work for you. And if you don't know, and if you haven't picked up tips, you should listen to the podcast from the beginning and come on one of my courses because they are jammed, packed with how you do this, how you um, regulate, how you find what works for you, how you soothe, how you are able to move forwards and how you can catch out your relationship dysfunctional patterns that you're doing. Because like, trust me, it's not nice for me to like look at myself and be like, oh God, I just messed up in my relationship there. But I do that as like, because I want it to be good. I want it to be happy. I want it to be healthy. I want it to be good for him as well. Not for him to think, oh, she's just obsessed with her job and she doesn't love me. Like I I, I do love him and I, I want to, I'm, I'm okay with him calling me out on, him being annoyed with me doing whatever behavior is not cool. So as part of my healing journey, I'm like, I'm not like assessing myself in a horrible way, like, like, you know, beat myself up for it. I'm just observing that that's what I'm doing or he's observing that there's something that I'm doing that he doesn't like. And then I can choose if I want to take that on or not, you know, and lots of times I do choose not to do, <laughs> do stuff either. So that's like healthy communication relationships mending the rupture in the you know like whatever's come up for you guys and just keep working on it and if you keep i don't want to underestimate the healing ripple effect like i talked about about my client where he's been healing that has had an impact on his dad by him being reg regulated and ba balanced, he has become an example for his family of what's possible. He says no when he doesn't want to attend things. He says how he feels. He expresses himself. He does it from a regulated place. And it's completely changed his life because that's what it does, guys. Like He wouldn't have said that he had a happy family life, but he actually feels like he does now. All from his own healing and learning how to have this system that works with communicating the things that come up in relationships. It's kind of cool, right? It really is. That's why I love all this work because it can take your power back. Like, you know, when you calm down and you chill out and then you realize what's going on with your parent and actually it's about them. And then you can like have a conversation with them or you can leave it if that's what you want to do. And you're coming from that very adult place. What I find a lot when people are struggling with their relationships and dynamics, it's not two adults or, two, you know, it's not, adults are not involved it is the unconscious mind and the inner child or the inner teen is involved and that's what's playing out not the conscious brain so once you do all these things to get your brain back online you can have those conversations and make changes and even though it can feel scary and like it's been going to be confrontation and that kind of thing because that may be what you've experienced in the past you just got to again like i like to tap on the statement like EFT tap on like, it's safe for me to have difficult conversations or it's safe for me to disappoint people or it's safe for me to um, say my truth or it's safe for me to express myself because it was probably not always safe for you as a child, which is why you don't do it. And then you get upset because people can't read your minds like I did. Let's not forget as well, the people that do not want to collaborate with us who want to have healthy relationships or have healthy communications or are you know there are people out there that are so stuck in their trauma that they're being narcissistic that they're trying to control and bully and be the winner in the conversation and know that we 
could try and repair with them but we're not going to get very far because of their own stuff so it's just knowing that sort of balance of you know which relationships we can do this in and which relationships we can't and because then they know because it's a two-way thing a relationship it's not a one-way thing so working out you know what those relationships are if the other person doesn't want to actually collaborate with you to improve the relationship and make it healthier and just deciding what you do about that whether it's boundary whether it's um terminating the relationship whether it's spending less time with them whether it's um you know just literally letting the, their words come in one ear and come out the other it's for you to decide but I just wanted to make that point really clear. Like I actually recorded the end of this podcast and I was like, I actually don't know if I made that clear enough that there are going to be people that are not going to want to do that with you. So you can be regulating yourself, say something to them and they're just like, nope, you're wrong. You're the bad person. La da 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 da. Majority of people are going to want to do this with you, like I would say. Um, but there's a lot of people with issues and it's a them problem, not you problem. So just manage your energy and just focus on the people that do want to collaborate in relationships with you and make them better and make them healthier. And there's lots of them. There's lots of people that think you're amazing and that think that you're worthy and think that your opinion counts. So spend your time and your energy with those people and not the ones that are dragging you down and taking your power away because they're doing that because of their own trauma and there's nothing that you can do to stop making them like that. Like I could have tried to have repair conversations with my dad and I think sometimes he would have been able to hear me and sometimes he would have just want to blame and shame me and be like no this isn't because of my childhood trauma this is because you're a terrible person um no he wouldn't want to take responsibility he wouldn't want to take accountability and it's kind of just noticing that that's them in their trauma and it's not something that you are or you're not doing but practicing in the relationships that you do feel safe in can be a really powerful tool to be able to change this and I would love to know if this has helped. And if you have any questions, you can send me a message on Instagram. I love hearing from you. I love getting your emails about how the podcasts are helping and changing your life. Like it makes me super happy. So drop me a line because I'd love to hear from you. And if you need to do more work on this, then come on one of my courses. Like I said, they're happening at the moment. I will speak to you very soon.